Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And uh, I apologize for some of the noises might, you might hear. We just left the movie theater doing a quick first impression. So if you hear some uh, revving or, or swearing at other drivers, that's us. But, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to make sure that doesn't come out in the final recording. But so, Brian, what did we just see or I saw for the second time? So we, I just saw for the first time Ari Aster's Midsummer. Um, so, and I, so I had, I had seen this a few days ago and you just texted me saying, oh, like, cause this is something that like, we're fans of Ari Aster. I think you more than me, just cause you've seen his short films, but I, not all of them, but, or you've seen, you've seen more than me, which is zero. And, but I, I loved Hereditary. I don't understand why people hate the movie or are so torn on it. I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, and it's 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 a definitely a game changer in horror. I did an episode on it, and hopefully we can return to it because because I definitely want to have more of a thorough discussion. But we're not talking about her- Hereditary. We're talking about Midsummer Ari Aster's new film. So Brian, just right off the bat, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so this is like literally a first impression. Like we are, the movie probably ended about five or ten minutes ago. When out we like we said we're on the way home. So I guess just shooting from the hip, I liked it a lot, and I think I think this really goes to show. Just how much like nuance and how aware Ari Aster is of his craft, and I told you this when we, right as we were leaving. We tried to save a lot of the conversation for now, but I did. I did say this. Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot out of it more the second time than I did the first, because this film is like a tapestry of just. It's like so. There's so much detail, foreshadowing, and it was that was the similar case with um, Hereditary. That I know for a fact, rewatching it again, knowing what will happen and how it'll happen, there will be so much more to take in on a second watching. And I guess just my first impression is that I really did like it. Thematically, there were a few things that I had a problem with, but and, and maybe the the length and everything like that. But overall, there's so much packed into this film, but it's not too much. If that makes sense. No, it does. And the one thing I want to say, well, I texted you. Like, well, I already see, like, you, you said, oh, do you want to see this, like, Sunday or Monday night? I said, well, I literally just got out of the movie theater, but I'll see it again. And the thing, the way I described it, I, the first thing I said to you was, what an odd and strange movie. And I don't mean that in a bad way. And then I went on Twitter and just said, yeah, that was certainly an experience. But if, if Hereditary left people on the fence, yeah, this film certainly... Is gonna even is gonna leave even more people wondering because this is definitely like it I, I, not artsy isn't the best word it's definitely more highbrow. I just think it's way more layered than Hereditary and Hereditary had a lot going for it in that regard too. And there's like I think there's a point that I would like to bring up, but I don't want to like you keep with your flow. I don't want to. Well, that's fine. Up. But yeah, I just just one of the things like I just definitely don't think people are gonna be as receptive to this film as. Hereditary, Definitely especially not. this is being marketed as a horror film, and it's not. It's not. It's it's more. Of, I don't know uh, what to call it. Like a psychedelic thriller. Well, that's a, I guess that can lead into the first question that I had for you. So leading up to like we had read interviews, and I actually watched like a, it was like a thirty or forty-five minute interview with Ari Aster I didn't and the watch two leads about it. And the way they described it, or the way Ari Aster described it, is that it's a post-apocalyptic breakup film. Now, I completely disagree with that assessment of the film. Like, yes, there. This is this is like like the end of the film. It's all. It's like the ultimate breakup, literally. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's like the driving force of the plot. I think this is another family piece. 
It def- it's it's very different from what Hereditary was getting at, but this it's what Ari Aster. I mean, I haven't seen his short films, but from his two feature films, like that have been the uh, theatrically released, Family is such a very strong motivator for his plots. So I would consider this more of family and acceptance into that family and like getting into new families. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say though that family is the only other, I don't remember what it was his senior thesis at AFI that he made that dealt with, um, I'm just going to spoil it. It's been out for a while. You can watch it on YouTube. Well, what's it called? I forget what it's called. But if you just watch <laughs> well, up, we'll link it. If you can watch, if you just look up Ari Aster's short film, you'll be able to find it. Um, it's it's essentially about a son who molests and rapes his father. And it's like that dynamic throughout their entire lives. So that's another like really fucked up, like macabre kind of like storytelling that is like a very akin to like Hereditary and now Midsummer. I don't think it's really about the family like what was her name Danny's introduction into this family I thought it was more of how she like compartmentalized and dealt with her grief of the death of her family and I and this is where I'm saying like I don't really understand where the boyfriend necessarily came into play like there were two themes going on where I think this is about her dealing with her grief and we can talk about why I think about that more um and then I think it was like also the breakup but I feel like the stronger aspect of it is her dealing with her grief yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely the grief is, is is a really strong component, but I just think the family but is more... But it deals more, with the grief of, of a losing a loved one like we saw in Hereditary. Yeah, and, but also then the acceptance of, like, a new family in, in this family unit, because her whole... Like, she is an orphan. She... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she's she's orphan. Also, spoiler alerts for Midsummer, but I think listeners know that at this point. But anyway, she is orphaned at the beginning of the film, the 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 whole the be- well let's talk about the beginning of the film because I think that this is Ari Aster is such a skilled filmmaker and I had chills throughout the last this so this is like right before the opening credits it takes like 15 20 minutes for the quote unquote opening credit crawl to cu- come even onto the screen so we we get set up with this tragedy that Brian's alluding to so Danny's character her her sister Terry is extreme bipolar disorder and she sends Danny a a no, well not so much cryptic but just this very scary email of uh, I'm gonna kill like not even I'm gonna kill myself it's so black I'm taking mom and dad too goodbye pretty and much that I'm dying like this is real yeah and so she like calls her parents calls her boyfriend and just superb acting from both both the main leads but I definitely think the actress of Danny. She like the, the phone call between Danny and Christian when she's, you know, whole, like she's just trying to act is, is supremely normal, starting the kind of the repression of the emotion and saying like, oh, like, can we hang out? But like she's uh, she's her lip is quivering. She's crying. She's like holding her face. She's she's trying to keep everything together. And then we cut to Christian and his and his gang. And they're all douchebags <laughs> talking about just, you know, just break up with her. You're just beating around the bush. And then she calls in his, screaming, hysterically, yeah. like, in just in hysterics. And then we just cut to this very, very uh, powerful, sh- powerfully shot montage of them going through the house. And you find out that the, the, uh, the, the sister had killed herself and her fam and her parents by hooking up hoses to their car and flooding the house with carbon monoxide and then killing everyone. It's and really, then, but it's really like, 
disturbing though. And, th and this is what I really like about Ari Aster. He can really set a disturbing scene very well, whether it be like Hereditary, he proved it. But also in um, in this film, it's like you, you run the hoses up and you already know when you, when you see the car and you're like, oh no, like they all died of carbon monoxide. And also that was like interesting too with the first opening shot, it's opening on the answering machine at the parents' house. And I think they're already dead at that no, point. No, they were breathing. I was, I, the second time around knowing what was going to happen. I was making sure because, but I think, so they were breathing, but I was think, happening. but you can hear the car engine the, or you can hear the like gas leaking into the room. That's okay. my interpretation, but, uh, well, but the they point, were breathing. The, but the point is though, it's like, um, like the hook, the hose like really hooked in there, but then you like, do they zoom in on the, um, on the sister and she like duct taped it to her face. You can see like vomit on her shirt. Her eyes are still open. Like, yeah, it's like, it's really disturbing. And I wasn't like, I would say the hereditary scene is worse, but this is still very, well, I think it's an the, awesome scene setter. I think the worst that I, I got chills even the second time is when we cut to Danny and Christian and she is just screaming, like this guttural scream reminded me of Tony Collette in Hereditary. Yeah. And I, I remember just sitting there the first time I had watched this and just having chills run through my body. And then I had, and then it happened the second time, which not as intense because I was expecting it, and I braced myself. But it still was just so real, and just so tragic. And this is where I think Ari Aster is such a masterful filmmaker. And the rest of the film is the same way. But I just think this is such like a really interesting and powerful opening. But then the problem I have with it is that it doesn't really come into play so much. It's a little too inconsistent, and especially like in like. At, at the halfway point, this is what I'm talking about, where it turns into, from a family grief perspective, to that of, I'm in, like, an awful relationship and I need out. And this is where, like, the weird, it's, like, weird. They, It's either pick one or the other, I think, in that regard. I think it should have been the sister or something. Instead of Christian being, the, being there, it should have been, like, her sister or make it a brother survived and then she's dealing with that awful like di like dichotomy of like you killed our parents and then like that's like an anchor like holding her grief in and i think it would have made the ending much more stronger if it was like a brother or the sister was in the bear but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly it's a little too inconsistent with the themes there of grief or family or something yeah like no that. it's just jumping back and forth and like i think it's not like again, like I'm pulling from because I think the strongest aspect is just the is this family aspect, but that's just based on like all the visuals that were being given throughout the film. But and I think that's just the strongest aspect, but it's not the main focus, and which is like you said, it's very inconsistent, and I think it's you know thematically a little bit weak, especially because like, especially coming off of Hereditary, which was so like near perfect in so many ways. Uh, and, and it had a very strong central message that I was trying to get across. And that's where I think, like, I think we're in the modern, like, horror, like, good horror in this era of, of filmmaking is that the horror represents, like, something larger. Like, the message is 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 grander. And I think that's very prevalent in all of, of horror. Like, it's, like, it's, it's more about the themes than the scares. Um, but I feel like this the this film is very thematically weak in the message that it's trying to I get think, across. I think it's there, and I think it's definitely strong because I I mean at least from the ending I I knew what it was about. But that, I mean that's the cool thing about film. There's always something a different meaning. But 
I think like when it's there, it's strong. It's just a little, I think also because the film is so long that it, it like, it kind of pulls the threads a little bit and like some parts they're a little weaker than others where they're stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you stretch it out, it gets a little weak in some parts. Well, I want to, let's talk about what you picked up on your first viewing. So what did you see? And then well, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's what I saw my second time. Cause I, I did not pick up as much as I did my first well, viewing. So the first thing is the tapestry or like this literal, a literal like tapestry of like this big painting that will literally tell you everything that's going to happen. And I was like, okay. Oh, I'm the beginning of the film? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to study this. What's like, I, I know from the trailers, I knew like the bear was like a ghost thing. So I was like, okay, there's a bear. Okay. I see it over there. I see like bodies and I see people like having sex and I see all this stuff. But I like, that's really what I recall from like snapshots. Yeah. But, no, this, I, I think it does lay out like it's, it's, it, it's like that tapestry of, of like the, uh, yeah. the, the second one well, yeah, yeah. of the, of the, well, of the story a, of love. Yeah. But that, that one was more simple. This one is, it's like literally a painting. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, and I also was studying it more. My first viewing, I had, uh, I think someone with Tourette's that was just talking the whole time. So uh, that, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. And, and so, um, but I was studying it more and yeah, it definitely details the entire plot yeah. of the film. And, I, and I'll find it online. I'm sure I can just look at it and see what's up. But also, so yeah, the, like you mentioned, the tapestry was way easier to pick up on. I remembered all of that pretty conclusively when it was like, oh, I'm like, so we're at this stage now. He ate the pie. Now he's going to drink. Now he's going to like have sex with her and or he's going to be under the spell. Stuff like that. I, I remembered all that. But like, then I remember two uh, several things where there's a lot of mirrors in every like almost every shot there was like something going on with a mirror i don't know the significance of that but i noticed like mirrors and different angles and shots around mirrors um or big moments happening around or within mirrors also i mentioned this to you where in like when they're sleeping over the beds are he christian slept over a picture of them ha of, of a guy like a female and male having sex and then Danny slept over with a picture of like the, of the queen and everyone, you know, praising yeah, with, her. The, with the sun over her. Exactly. So I, I, so I noticed that kind of stuff, but then there were other, there were so many other things when I mean like a second watching, there are so many other things that I know I could have picked up on. So like, what did you, I didn't pick up on that the first time. It was definitely the second time that I picked up on that more. I was also trying to look at, uh, the, the Swedish character, I forget his name. The, like it's like Pele or something. Oh, yeah. I was trying to look more at how he was approaching this uh, as like a character and his internal motivation. Definitely picked up more on the grooming of of Danny's oh, character. Oh, I noticed. I noticed stuff like that too. When like, well, because I, I immediately was like, all right, th something's fucky. Like there's this guy is not like he's not oblivious to this. Well, no, I, and well, and or like he's it's like oh no, like I don't want to like he's obviously in on everything. Well, what, but I just thought that the the grooming was very interesting. Well, I knew that too, but I remember when they first came into the village. And the elder was like, welcome home. They said, like, yeah. well, hello, hello, hello. And then he gave Danny a hug and said, welcome home. And I was like, oh, okay, something's going on there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that again, it was like just. And again, like the family, the family. That, that's Again, this is where I'm pulling up these ideas of, of the acceptance into a new family. But well, I'll get into that more. I feel like that's a little bit more heavily drawn upon in, the, in like the later, like the, the at least the third act of the film. Yeah. But uh, let's. So. I kind of want to talk about the characters real quick in that, I mean, and, and, and not so much on an acting standpoint, because everyone in the film does a phenomenal job acting. Like that's, 
that I think goes without saying. Like th- these are all professionals, and so they did a good job. Like they all so. did a great job, uh, especially the character of Danny. She did she did awesome. But uh, yeah, let's talk about like Christian and Mark, Josh. Now, and I this time around, and I looked it up when before we left because you had to go to the bathroom real quick. I tell me if this is a little too far fetched. I was getting some like very odd like callbacks to like the Wizard of Oz. From who? From them? From like the main characters and the and like the ending of the film, like what everyone looks like, uh, oh. like. But and I and I was like, is this too far fetched? And I looked it up on Reddit, and I think people have also made these con- conclusions. Well, I mean, I, this and just the, like so far fetched. Now that I'm like thinking about just in, it, just like it's but... just like really fantastical psychedelic trip, and. And like even the characters, I mean, so you have uh, Will Poulter's character who's of the Mark, fool, who's who, the scarecrow. Who, who, yeah, who's the scarecrow without a brain? He literally becomes a scarecrow in the end. You have Josh's character, who he was like, he was. Like, I, I took him as the Tin Man because he he doesn't uh, he doesn't have a heart, right? That's what the Tin Man wants, and he's just kind of. I feel like that lack of empathy and having a heart is him trying to take advantage and. No, well, I mean, even when they're in the barn, it looked like he was, like, wearing silver stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, well, then obviously Christian is the lion. Yeah, the cowardly lion, because he just can't, he's just I too mean, much of a coward very, to break very, up. I mean, it's very plausible that there, that was just kind of, like, a funny little tongue-in-cheek, like, nod. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if that was, like, something he was, good, like, like, elucidating, but. Yeah, or I mean, yeah, you're just trying to, yeah, I think just trying to just do those references, but. I and then I mean then you have your other like the con, the Connie and Simon character. I just thought the one thing that was odd, and, and some of the ways the characters interacted with each other, I thought was odd. Uh, I just, just naturally assumed Connie and Simon were also like, actually no, because I, I, at first I thought they were also like anthropology people. Because then I was like, why the fuck are they? So when we got to like the big first sacrifice, and this movie is a slow burn. Oh, it definitely is. Because it doesn't like the first like quote unquote like messed up like horrific thing that we see. Well, besides outside of the beginning of the film, there's like an hour separation between that. Yeah. And and I thought that Connie and Simon were um well like like because a lot like the basis of a lot of these characters going there is because they're working on their like doctorate thesis on anthropology of whatever villages throughout Which Europe. Was, well, it was weird that Christian also had to do that. I get that, like, they're establishing that he's smart, but that literally went nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just a means for, like, oh, you can go to... I don't know. But he didn't. He didn't do anything. I think it just goes to show more how he's just a douche of a character. But because he, he Because, well, he was going to go... He essentially was going to steal uh, the whole idea of what his best friend's thesis was. I always thought that was just kind of like his way of saying, I want to stay here so I don't have to, like, break up with Danny, you know? Yeah. Like, a situation would just force, like, oh, I can't date you anymore because I'm here. That's what I interpret it as, not because he's, like, particular. Like, I know they're all, like, th- that. those men are, like, assholes, especially to Danny, but... I always just took that as like, this is my out that I don't have to actually break up with Danny. It's just the situation will call for me to just be away from her. Yeah. But anyway, so, so we get this first, um, big scene, I guess this big, like uh, pagan ritual that many more will come, but this is going to set the scene. And one thing that really was weird is like, they, they say the night before, like, Oh, we're doing, uh, whatever the ritual is. And the anthropology, 
uh, thesis doctorate guy, Josh, says, we're actually doing that. We're going to see it. And so you have this back and forth banter of, oh, like it's it's so it's like the village, it's the village or the, the village native and the anthropology guy who know what's going on. They're like talking about it, but they're not letting everyone else know. And I just thought it was weird. Like, oh, you're not going to tell us? Like, is it scary? And he just like smiles and laughs about it. Like he's like aware. Like of, he, like, and then and then the ritual happens and he's like just as disturbed as everyone. I'm like, wait, but you but you knew what was going to happen. Like, I'm like, or maybe he was just surprised that he actually had seen it and it was his grad and he, maybe he didn't, it was the first one he had seen. So it's still like shocking, but I just thought it was weird that I'm like, why wouldn't you tell people that this is what you're going to see? Like, cause I immediately when he like started laughing, I was like, oh, like people are going to like start boning or something. Like, it's going to be like this really silly, funny custom, but no, like two people kill themselves. <laughs> and yeah. So what did you have to think about that scene? No, it was weird. I'm like you knew this was going to happen, but then you didn't know what was going to happen. It's just very strange. And I don't know, like I, I thought also that was kind of like a missed opportunity when the people jumped off. I thought she was like going to see her sister or something. It would or reflected in there. And I think actually, now that we mentioned that scene, that was like one of the only scenes that was like Ari Aster, like gore that I attribute. Yeah. I mean, like when she jumps and like, you see her like face, the woman's face, just like, turn into pulp and you're like oh shit Ari Aster likes his like fucked up close up of heads that are f- fucked up yeah and I and I she said that out loud it was like very quiet and you just hear me be like oh shit like you know what I mean yeah when that when that moment happened and I remember there was another moment where I was like ew but it was like very quiet it was when the, it was when, it was when the guy got his head smashed oh yeah so you're like oh it. shit <laughs> yeah but but it was like funny because it like cut the silence and then you hear me be like, ew. It's so weird because people in our theater didn't respond to that scene, but they responded to the later scene, which will, uh, the, the sex scene, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I, I feel like up to this point, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well into the movie, but then it's, it's like right after this point that I start to kind of be like, all right, I was like, can we, let's, let's, can I hit the fast forward button? Like, let's, we can play this at like two times the speed because it, it is start to dragging a little bit and i think the the length is definitely a problem it, but it's definitely a slow burn of a movie and i think the third act is when things get going again but it's right after this point that i kind of want to hit the fast forward button yeah and that's the thing too like if the themes were consistent throughout like they were in hereditary it'd be fine but they're not you're just bobbing and weaving between like this weird dynamic of like you're gonna steal my thesis, really. And you're, but then they drop that immediately, um, and then it's like they're reading the books. They bring in Ruben, which like so he's like the oracle of the village, I guess. But I didn't really see what was necessary about his character whatsoever. They show him every now and then, and they superimpose or not superimpose, but like they like cut to him. They cut to him. Also, I think I want to say that was of Ruben when they had, when they skinned Will Poulter's character, that was him wearing the mask. I, wanna, I guess. I don't he, know. I th- I want to say that was him. I don't understand who hit the character of Josh. So like at one point, it was just a villager. Yeah. But like, there's no side door or any, like how could some, like no one could sneak up behind. It was just weird. I mean, that's just a nitpick. It was also weird though, that they showed his foot at the end. Yeah, and then, then he had but, two feet. But yeah. then he's two feet when he's sitting there. I, I think that it. I think that's just a 
I was like, why is his um, foot out? Uh, what? Like, like a like a film goof. But yeah, I also I noticed that this time I was around. Like, That's weird, but but yeah. So I didn't. I had no idea what the character of Ruben was supposed to be because I thought. I don't know. I, I really don't know because they keep cutting to him and his face, his deformed and his face. Finger paint he's and stuff. he's in the trailer. He's not. He. I think he's he's in like three scenes. I under the I, whole film. I understand like that his. They could have cut him completely out of the film. I don't understand why he was in. Um, especially like I understand the idea of like, well, he's like unclouded. Yeah, he's unclouded because he's mentally handicapped and everything like that. So like. That idea makes sense, but if you just talk about it for, like, a sentence... And, like, that he's a product of, in, like, purposeful inbreeding. I was like, I okay... You could have cut him out. You could have cut that whole little, like, Z subplot of, like, I'm going to steal your thesis. There are things that, like, you could do to, like, tighten the threads of the story to make it more, like, consistent. Um, but, well, I guess continuing on the characters, like... So the, I went into this film knowing that Skin the Fool was, like, a tag in, like, the promotional stuff. Oh, really? I had... I thought yeah. that was just a one-off thing. I, I didn't even... No, and I was like, okay, so who's the fool? And obviously, it's Will Poulter's character. And so the whole time, I just knew. I'm like, oh, so there, there, I think there's more, like... They, they say, like, skin the fool, do this, do that. Like, that represents all the characters of that, that pertain to the ritual. Um, and I think there was a lot of stuff cut out. From reading on Reddit quickly... Uh, people that have read this screenplay said that there's a lot of dialogue that helped establish more of the relationship with Christian and Danny and like just how much of a dick or, or, or Christian between other villagers and how just how much of a dick he was to make it more about the break this whole breakup idea. But a lot of I think there's a lot of stuff that was cut out of this already lengthy movie. Like this movie felt its length, in my opinion, but I don't. I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just a very slow burn yeah, of I a think movie. I want to. I, I I believe that Ari Aster is a is an overwriter, and I don't. I have nothing to base that on. But I, all I know is that I like he cut a lot of like family stuff from Hereditary, so like there's a lot more scenes of like the family dynamic in that film as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just like had this like enormous cut of the film and just like kind of boiled it down. But I mean, I already knew Christian was an asshole. So maybe that's why that little Z subplot was in there, just to show how much of a dick he is. But and so you don't really feel bad for him. But I don't know. I feel like this film could have used like a solid trim. Yeah. Well, let's get to the end of the movie because I think that's where like the majority of what we want to say. So we can let's let's go right to um, right when like the dance of dance starts, like the uh, like the 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 May Queen dance, I guess you could say. Let's just start there. Like, cause that's when like the like they, there's like moments of psychedelics throughout the whole film. Yeah. Like the whole movie, they're just like pretty much high. And, and from, and I, I mean, I've never done hallucinogens or anything like that. And I don't want to, but, but from, <laughs> but I've, I've been with people at parties and people like just in life that have taken it. Yeah, me too. And the way they describe it, I've, I've been with people that, were under the influence that were both like Will Poulter's character when he's like freaking out or uh, like Danny's character when she's just like really calm and the way they describe it is very much how this movie depicts it like there's everything is just warping and breathing and 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 I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I would never want to do that. I I uh, I'm too I'm too neurotic. I'm good in my state of consciousness. I don't need to expand. But. Uh, yeah, it, but so we did in the film like they, um, they 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 take these psychedelics, and 
Danny dances this May Queen dance of of this like long withheld or this long withstanding tradition. Start speaking Swedish. Well, yeah, and this is where I think the whole um, like family dynamic. Yeah, because this is like when it's especially strong because she's now well, one of them. Well, because like it's being hinted at. So like during that first ritual when the guy is screaming on the ground because he's not dead and then the, and then the, the village starts screaming with him that's a little odd and at first i didn't really catch on but then i caught it on here so oh i see what yeah. you're saying so so yeah. what so danny dances this dance she ultimately and and she starts embracing she becomes assimilated to this culture and that she's speaking she says oh i don't speak swedish and then they start speaking back and forth and she and they're both really excited that she can communicate with them and then she becomes this this May Queen. They like the village. They really embrace. They put it on. They all like uh, the 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 yeah. The friend is. kisses her. They're all like touching her. They're all they're all doing like that like the head touch. Like they're all very close with her. And then uh, they have this big celebration for her. She br- she blesses the crops. And then you know this the side plot of of Christian. Um, you know, being drugged and having sex. We'll talk but, about yeah, that. We'll in get to that in a second. So then with with Danny, she's she's blessing the crops, she's partaking these rituals. She realize that she comes back and she sees that uh, Christian is having sex with uh, the dude's sister in this like very ritualistic thing. And then she leaves all of the other followers. like followers come with her and she starts crying hysterically and, and like and breaking down and they do it with her. Now people in our theater and we're, I'm going to talk about how stupid like the masses are now uh, and throughout I, people were laughing with it. I heard some snickers. And so the whole thing is like, she's breathing, she's screaming, they're crying with her. And it's a very like, cathartic moment. That, and, so I want to say I think that's like a very cathartic moment in that it's like this is her like coming to starting to come to terms with her grief of losing her family, but you're actually making very good points. Well, about it's what you're because about it's to the say. whole thing of it's this it's like this hive collective body they're and that they're all they are literally one and harmonized. Yeah, they're and that's the whole theme of this village is they're harmonizing with each other with nature. That's why they take these psychedelic drugs is because they're, they're becoming one. one with nature. And that actually makes sense because when Danny first takes mushrooms, she's like has grass growing out of her hands and like when she did at, before the dance, her feet are like look like grass. So it's like they're all being connected and cycled. And so the and so they're so like in the in this in the ritual in the beginning era, like that first ritual where they killed themselves, they feel his pain. They yeah. they feel Danny's pain. What during the sex scene, they're all moaning they feel, because yeah. they also are experiencing the pleasure or whatever emotions that they are that this character is experiencing. is experiencing and then at the end of the yeah. film yeah. when when they burn down like the the, the ultimate wicker man uh, references when it's burning down th- and they hear that the two volunteers who got burned alive are screaming they start fucking freaking out too and this, when, and this is when and this is when danny fully uh, uh, assimilates into this family because because she starts also convulsing and like and gagging and screaming too. The first time I saw it, I I took that as she it's like the smell of burning flesh. But then the second time, I was like, no, she is now fully part of this new family I, unit. Okay, I took I so I took that house burning down as like li- like figuratively and literally her grief, like dissolving away and burning away, burning away. And that's why she smiles because she's like she's finally free. But I like your family idea better. Um, 
like yeah it's like she finally has a home and she's connected with these people because she had she was orphaned she had nothing left that, that reminds me of another thing just a real quick thing so uh pele that's not his name i'm just calling him that i know it begins with a p he says that his parents burned in a fire so were they sacrifices too which then confuses me because i thought that this that this ritual happens only every 90 years so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't maybe know. It it, a, maybe it was just a different. Maybe that was a subplot cut out. It was just something that I picked up on this time. Oh wait, maybe they died. Oh no, because remember when they burned the bodies of the other? Yeah, well, but, but they were not, seventy. But they yeah. were all, they were also already dead. So like they. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, that's just a nitpick that I that ultimately does not matter. I was just curious about it. But, yeah, so that's where, like, I think that's this whole family theme and, like, why I think the whole relationship and the grief theme are not so much the grief theme, but the whole relationship theme is so weak. And I just feel like it's kind of there. And that's why I don't agree with the assessment from Ari Aster that this is like a post-apocalyptic breakup film. I, I don't high, think yeah. that in the slightest. And I think it's this final 20 minutes that really solidify everything that I've been seeing from the performances and the and like the nuance yeah. of the writing. Yeah, because if it was just solely a breakup movie, it would have been that that could that could work, but you wouldn't have the family stuff, you wouldn't have like everything we're talking about. You wouldn't have that element if it was solely just a breakup movie. Because all these elements that you're bringing into it make sense. And actually, I, I'm more inclined to take your side on this one rather than the grief. Or I think the grief component is a part of it. But I don't think it's really a breakup movie, which is why I was like, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, is that why is Christian the one being burned if it's like it's not really a break movie, in my opinion. There wasn't enough time devoted to it. And this is what we're talking about, where it's like everything's kind of being stretched out and the themes are being a little like inconsistent in that regard but i think the fa of all the themes that we're talking about the family one i think that you're bringing up is the is the strongest yeah so and that's kind of like where i think it's really comes home because i think that's like the final message that we hit she 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 smiles not because christian's burning i think it's a mixture of that her grief is finally Lifted. dissolved yeah and, and it's be but it's because she is as a family she, she's because she's a family and she's part of something like better than herself and that's also like that and uh, those two make sense together when you say when you categorize it as a breakup movie it doesn't really make sense but yeah i definitely i i like what you said earlier i think it would have been thematically stronger if the sister survived because the whole and like maybe the like the boyfriend can go there too like fuck it you're gonna have that plot too but i think the stronger and like have the boyfriend just die because he's an idiot but I think have having him, this, have having him, her well, have sacrifice, yeah, and having her sacrifice her sister would be extremely poignant. And it's like, and it's also, it brings back like, you've put me through all of this, like you've had all these, these, uh, I don't want to say fake. You destroyed our family. You destroyed our family and my life, especially like all these suicides, like uh, these suicide pleas and, and the attempts. And here you go. Like there, you're now going to die. Um, and that would, I think, just be really more, like, yeah, like you said, thematically stronger. So that's kind of all I had to say about, like, the kind of the wrap of Danny. But did you want to talk about Christian's, like, sex scene? The one thing I have to say, again, is the stupidity of the masses. This scene was not funny in the slightest. It's strange. And it's very, it's probably the most 
the weirdest scene in the film. It's it's very strange, but again, it's also like I would argue that Christian got raped. Okay, no, and, and people I'm, yeah, are laughing. He at was that. drugged and like kind of like, like forced into. Like let's the put it this way: imagine if it was reversed and Danny was being, uh, like if she was raped on her by back. like if it was Danny was on her back and it was a random male villager surrounded by males touching themselves moaning. Yeah, imagine the fucking outcry that would have happened. But no, since it's a male, people fucking laugh at it. And I think it's not, it, well, I hope people didn't genuinely find it funny. I just think they find it, they, it's like- It was so laughter, strange. Laughter is a response of- Being uncomfortable. Un- uncertainty. And, and not, this isn't like fear, but like, like when people, like well, when you, you, when you laugh, you when you get to, tickled, you don't know how to respond to it. Well, yeah, you don't know how to respond to what you're seeing. So you just kind of laugh. But like, I don't know. I think that's a little, like, immaturity as well. I've never been, like, disturbed by something and just laughed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a lot of disturbing imagery in films, uh, and I've never once decided to laugh after seeing, like, something disturbing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, when people start laughing at, like, a comfortable imagery, like, I understand what you're, like, you're uncomfortable. But I don't know. I think that just goes to show, like, your, like, immaturity it's, of the imagery you're watching. If, you're, if your instinct is to laugh, it's something very wrong happening. They're also missing the point in that, like, what, like what I just said, why they're moaning and why they're, um, and, like, why this is happening is because it's, it's, the, it's the unit. Like, instead of, like, questioning what you're seeing and trying to make sense of it, because it, it's like Ari Aster didn't just throw this scene in there to be like funny or, or like provocative. Weird. Like or if there's a purpose behind it, it's 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 like connecting everything going on. But people are just taking it superficially and laughing at it. It's like it's like just shut up and watch. It's like just just close your mouth. It's not funny. It's actually pretty horrific. In my opinion, and again, like I said, Christian—I would argue that Christian was raped. Now, he's a horrible character. He's a douchey character, but that doesn't justify him. So he was drugged. He was manipulated into having sex with this. If you believe in the pagan rituals that it actually comes true, like at the end of Hereditary, like you're like, oh my god, is this actually like, like what's going on here? But then you actually find out like everything is real. If you just want to take that lot, like that uh, caveat, and apply it here then he was a spell was put on him and he against his will to have sex with her like everything adds up like a man got raped doesn't matter if he's a fucking horrible person that doesn't that doesn't justify uh him being raped and i guarantee you no one is going to talk about that scene yeah in the context that you just brought up because that's a very good point that i'm like oh actually you're right yeah yeah, so, and like I said, he's a horrible, like, he's a horrible character, especially in this end. But, like, I think too many people are going to go, and I think it's because he's throwing looks her way throughout the film. Like, he's, you can kind of see it in his head that Which is he's. like, quote, unquote, he's asking for it. Yeah, but, but again, it's victim blaming. Yeah. Like, it, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And no one's going to talk about this. And, and I'm sure people are going to disagree with me, but I think it, it 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 goes into that idea of like the uh, the whole uh, the stigma attached to you know se- uh, sexual assault against males, and that's a that's, that's a whole can of that's a whole other can of worms that I don't really want to open right now. But I think it's a very interesting point to bring up now, especially I've seen this film twice, and in both of those ex- uh, film experiences, 
every single person, or not every single person, but every single, like, but every audience. single audience, there is a good amount of people that laughed at this scene of of this odd sexual scene of a man being sex- sexually assaulted. And nothing and about it is funny, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I don't either. So, again, I think it, it comes into the maturity of the film-going audience, and, and uh, I don't know, I hope people would... I, I, I don't know why... Like, this isn't, like, a movie that the general masses are like, you know, I'm going to just... I'm just going to go see Midsummer. It, it's not... I, I don't I don't know. I, I, this wasn't marketed as, like... You knew what you kind of were getting into when you saw this. Yeah, and I just don't feel like the, like the general masses, the average moviegoer, are going to be like, yeah, fuck it, let's just go see Midsummer. That seems like a fun horror it's movie. It's long, it's complicated, <laughs> it's not boring, but it's definitely a slow burn... So. It's 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 more. I would definitely say like how highbrow art. It's an art film. Yeah, and and I definitely appreciate it. Is it flawed? Yes, but I definitely think Ari Aster is a game changer in film in in, in the modern era of cinema, as well uh, as yeah, horror he, he's, filmmaking. He's taken the mantle with like Barry Jenkins and like Damien Chazelle as in terms of like young filmmakers. Younger, I should say. Yeah. Like, he's definitely up there on my list in terms of guys to, like, watch out for. So Yeah, exactly. So, that's kind of all I had to say about the film. Were there any more closing thoughts that you wanted to have? Or or maybe you can have... If there's any more points that we can talk about them. But if not, just go right into your closing thoughts. And you can go into your recommendation. And uh, if you would recommend this to your girlfriend. I think we both know that answer. I, I definitely know. But just for the fun um, of it. I don't think there's any other points right right now that like I want to talk about. I think it would, I think it would def- definitely benefit us to like go back and have like an Ari Aster like retrospective. Maybe like when his next film comes out, we can talk about these like more in depth after like taking copious amounts of notes because in both of those films, there's so much to unpack here. And I think definitely Hereditary and Midsummer are like um, companion pieces without a doubt. Of course. But I think with that being said, go. Oh. Dude, sorry everybody. This guy sucks at driving. Um, so I think closing thoughts. I really do like this film. Um, going going forward, I do. This definitely just keeps cementing Ari Aster as like a really master of his craft, and he's so self aware of like what he's doing and everything that he's doing. Um, music also was awesome. We didn't touch on that. Um, character is great. Camera work was very cool. There's some really interesting shots. Cinematography is awesome. I'm sure this film is going to get snubbed again. I don't think acting-wise anything, like, Oscar-worthy, but definitely, like, cinematography um, should should at least get a nomination. So I think with that being said, I would give this film... We give it a... Out of 10. Out of 10. So I would say... I would say, like, a solid... Hmm... 7.5, 8 out of 10. I really liked it. It's pretty solid. It's not my favorite, but I just really love Ari Aster. Uh, yeah, and obviously, if I would I recommend it to my girlfriend, I, I don't know. It's not her cup of tea. It's a, the slow burn aspect of it, but also kind of just like the subject matter. The subject matter is just something that, like, I think not that she can't handle it, but it's just I don't think it's just something that she's really willing to like delve into necessarily. If that makes sense, like she's very smart and she loves a lot of like eclectic the, the eclectic films that I like as well. She surprised me in like how she likes those films, but I even for me I was like all right, let's like, let's kind of buckle in and like really like grip my teeth and see what I sink into here. So I don't think for that reason, also the, the gruesome imagery is not her scene at all. So 
just for those reasons, I don't think I would recommend it to her. But other like fans of Ari Aster, like horror f- horror fanatics, or just like serious cinephiles, sure. Okay, so I'll get it. Yeah, I, pretty much echoing everything you said. So we didn't really touch a whole lot on the cinematography. A lot of really interesting transitions and shots. I really liked just real quick. I really liked the the shot when the when it flips around the camera and then it has like the reverse, like you were talking about mirrors. The reverse shot of um, like the road was the sky oh, yeah. and the sky was the road with the trees. Like I thought that was a very awesome shot very interesting shot the the shot uh like looking up at the cliff when the dude walks over and like the sky was bright white that i feel like should have been the poster shot not the like pagan ritual thing in the middle but that that's i just think the cinematography was awesome very well shot obviously uh i really liked how bright it was very lots of throwbacks like the wicker man and and also i think it's where he's starting to develop his own cinematic uh, perspective and look, and I think that's really starting to come strong. Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same in well, his shorts. It shows that Hereditary is not a fluke, and his short films show that too. Of but. course. And so, uh, yeah, acting was superb. Danny and Christian's characters. I think Danny, th- that actress, deserves some sort of nod, whether it's a Golden Globe or I. Um, or hopefully a leading actress role, because I think she was phenomenal in this film. Soundtrack, yes, and we'll go more into that when we revisit this, hopefully, I don't know, next few next few years. But, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this film. Definitely, this is definitely a film that you have to see twice. Yeah, and if that, you can see it more. I mean, minimum twice. Yeah. To, to try and appreciate and pick up on more in the details of the really find those those threads in the, in the cloth. So I would uh, after after seeing it a second time, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give this a uh, a, a seven out of ten. Just be I think it's a very well done film. There's a lot to unpack. Think the length definitely the weakest aspect of it, but there's so much there, and you can and there's so much to have a conversation about. So I, w- I would totally recommend this to the Ari Aster and and more the cinephile average moviegoer. Probably not. But I I enjoyed the film, and I can't wait to see more from Ari Aster. So, with that, guys, that concludes this episode of Amateur Altours. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at AltoursPod or email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at theamateuraltourspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.